0: This is an Area Code podcast.
1: Hey, everybody. You are listening to No Chill Enneagram Watch Party. I'm uh, one of your hosts here, as usual, Richard Clark. I'm a four. I'm here also, as usual, with (laughs) a very special co-host, Bethany Perkins. I'm
2: a very special co-host. Yeah, yeah. Yes. As usual, I'm a two as usual.
1: As usual, you're a two as usual. We're also uh-huh. here with a very special guest, Jesse the Four Eubanks. <laughs> yeah,
0: and, I, and I'm four, so that's yeah.
1: true. That's yeah. why your name is that. Yeah, that's good. Um, I made that up just on the spot, so you can have wow. that if you want as your nickname. Thank you. It's timeless. That's a timeless nickname. <laughs> just say, call me, mm-hmm. call me the four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be... Uh, taking it too far, I think. Um, okay, so we are going to do something a little different. This is a, a very quick turnaround episode where we are going to, and we're doing two things different. One is just like quick turnaround. The other is that we're talking about a show we've already talked about, which is WandaVision. Uh, please understand that we're not editing this show. So anything that happens, this you're just seeing how the sausage is made. Yeah, this is an emergency episode. An emergency episode. Thank you. That's the con- yeah. That's the concept I was looking for. So, um we wanna we wanna revisit WandaVision. I think there's a lot to talk about. If you haven't heard our discussion about WandaVision uh in the Marvel Cinematic Universe episode, I don't know. What do you think, Bethany? Should they go listen to it? It probably doesn't it's Absolutely. Long, so, okay, go yes. listen to it go listen to it. Uh Jesse joined us on that episode and um it was it was a really good conversation. Um I would say everything I said in that episode is a, is very correct and true.
2: Yeah, me too. stand uh, by it 1000%. <laughs> uh
1: let's just get this out of the way. We made some predictions in that episode. Or we talked we sort of speculated a bit. Um and I'll start by saying I definitely was wrong in one of my predictions which was that Oh, you were um,
2: so wrong. the
1: entire town would be super happy with what Wanda was doing. Um yep. and that would, you know, I wasn't saying that was right that they would be happy, but my my theory was that they appreciated her protecting them. Uh I think the reality was that Wanda had convinced herself of that. Um which is really yes. interesting and we'll talk about, but um but that wasn't that they they did not agree. <laughs> At all. No. Did you uh, you guys want to give like one prediction you might might have said in in that episode that you were maybe a little wrong about? I don't think I
2: gave a prediction in that episode. Mm -hmm. Did I? I don't think I did.
1: I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not sure. Uh, What I know is this.
0: I predicted that the Quicksilver from the Fox universe would be confirmed as part of the multiverse. Yeah, and I'm gonna say I really, really enjoyed Wandavision, and they really screwed that one up. I did. I found did. that very unsatisfying. It was frustrating. A slap in the
2: face, yeah. It was. I was with you because I think everyone after seeing that episode, everyone thought that we were like, "This is." The Do you Fox know why they thought that?
0: because that's the rational thought when you see an actor it that played like the same character. You think it's the same. Literally
2: character. doing being the same person being yeah. pietro yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah,
1: he just ended up being some that. joe Schmo, ralph boner the, and there were two things like everyone thought ralph was mephistopheles or whatever Mephisto. Um, <laughs> 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 everyone thought it, uh-huh. it was that that was untrue but then also yeah. it wasn't a uh and, like, the fact that he ended up being Ralph is, like, wild. Like, a that wild. That was,
2: yeah.
0: Can I Gut can punch. I just, like, vent about a couple things, and then go I want to it. go on to the celebration? Because I'm a four. I would like to lament, and then we can go on to the celebration. Let's. That's fair. Yes. Uh, so, uh, a few things. Okay. So, Paul Bettany did his whole thing where he's like, there's a secret surprise cameo. Why'd he do, you do yeah. that?
2: A Luke it was Skywalker
0: a level Luke cameo. Luke Skywalker, and it turned out to be... Nothing. Like, it was himself. cool. Don't get me wrong. I really did actually like that. Uh, what was the
1: cameo? What was he talking about? It, it was, was himself. himself as White Vision. That is so stupid!
2: I know!
1: <laughs> yeah, it was not... It was a It was a
0: poor... It was a joke gone wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel bad for the guy. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> big cameo. Turned out to be... Nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fox. Uh, you know, Quicksilver. Turned out to be nothing. The multiverse turned out to be nothing. Like Not uh, yet. The, the secret, the secret in space engineer that they thought might be Reed Richards of the Fantastic Four turned out to be nobody. Like
2: mm-hmm. there,
0: there were a lot, a lot of setups in the show, mm-hmm. and it didn't feel like they delivered on the the big, you know, fandom stuff. And that was, yeah, that was disappointing.
2: Here's what I, would... I will
1: say. Uh, go ahead, Bethany.
2: I'm wondering if they were setting those things up because they will be doing all of those things just in the movies not in the show, like they didn't want to make something as important and foundational as like the multiverse happen in a show rather than a movie. I don't know. I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt cuz I do feel like they set up all these things and then didn't deliver.
1: I think one of the things I was feeling partially because I was like listening to one podcast that was like really in this mode was like I was not interested in hyper speculation of base, especially based on like the extra textual things going on. Like what comic book, what happens in a comic book? What um, what the, some actor said about acting with some other actor? Mm-hmm. I I kind of like very Quickly saw that it was probably not a good idea to engage in a lot of that, and I feel a little bit validated in that. Not that I put, not that I said that out loud, but I think that was kind of how I was feeling. It was a good move. It it feels to me like they they made like they. I think they mostly followed through, other than the Quicksilver thing, which I think was a total screw up. Unless they're Mm -hmm. gonna retcon it somehow. But even then, like, it's, it just it doesn't work, I don't think. It, like, the yeah. joke is not funny. Like, the joke is not no, funny. No,
2: and they, well, they made it absolutely impossible for it to be him. Like, mm-hmm.
1: they didn't leave mm-hmm. the
2: door open for that to be the case. That's true. At all. He is Ralph Boner. He's an actor. He said,
1: oh, boner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just like it's such a it's such a brazen like um it really is like a brazen like F you to to fans who wanted him to be someone uh right. in the middle of a otherwise good episode. All right, let's talk about the good episode. It was so good, you guys. It was so good. Do we want I watched to, it twice? <clears throat> we'll we'll, we'll ra- wait until the end to rate it, but j- just to start like um yeah, I think we all l- loved it.
2: Loved it. I think the Jesse, last, I, haven't I, think heard the last from I think
0: the you last two you... episodes the last two episodes were yeah. excellent. Excellent. Yeah. I'm a yeah. big
1: fan of of just the lead up. I just love that it started as one thing and ended as a totally different thing. Yes. I just I just love the like experimentation that's gone on in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, and a show that only makes sense in reverse. Like if you go back and watch
0: it now you're like, "Oh, I understand what's happening here."
1: Mm-hmm. But I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Totally. All right. Well, I have a few segments for us that that lined up, and the first one is called "Let's Type the Wanda in That Thing." <laughs> uh, this is where we uh, you're type really Wanda. On to, you're into timeless titles, right now.
0: Those are that's <laughs> another timeless one.
1: Thank yep. you. <laughs> I worked really hard on that. So um, <laughs> this is a segment where we type Wanda in the thing we watched, um, which happens to be WandaVision today, and so. Uh, <laughs> Do we still think that she's a six, guys? Yes, more yeah. than ever. The next, ever. the next time we do this segment, it's actually going to be about Wanda Sykes.
0: That's, <laughs> that's the next time that we do it. I am, I
1: am going to bring this segment back when you least expect it. It's wow. Be great. Okay. Um. Yeah. Jesse, do you have any any new uh, like in? Uh, do you feel do you feel uh, affirmed that she's a six, or are you questioning it? No, full, I feel fully. And I, I was
0: yeah. wondering if you guys noticed this. Okay so uh in there's the, a lot to talk about in the post credit scene in the post credit scene this mm-hmm. is like my here's my here's my arrows uh thing post credit scene we get this big scenic you know it's the mountains it's the snow they zoom mm-hmm. in on wanda and the clothing she's wearing yeah is the ninest clothing ever yeah it's a six who's come and like made peace like she's made peace Yes. And she's relaxing and she's easing up. But then you go inside and she's also the most efficient. Like, she's also, like, putting the three energy in and getting it done. So, like, yeah. I love that scene yeah, of, like... Yeah, she's
2: multitasking. She's
1: multitasking. Like,
0: uh, forget the multiverse. <laughs> she's multitasking.
1: Uh, maybe it's so, a psychic ability to split your psyche into both growth and stress at the same time. It kind <laughs> of oh, makes sense, yeah. <laughs> Right, right. They usually call it a breakdown, but
0: she already had that. that was the, <laughs> right. That was the whole show.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Jennifer, I, I asked Jennifer her for her thoughts before we recorded. I wanted to have her on because Jennifer is a six and was and pretty blown away. Wanda. She loves Wanda. She's pretty blown away by this finale. And – um <laughs> Everything about this episode rang true to her, I think. And we'll talk about this a little bit. But um, that moment in particular, she was like, yeah, she's, a, she's like going to nine with that cabin. Yep. <laughs> like yeah, cabin totally.
2: Life. Yeah. yep." So, Even the
0: fact that she's like, I'll live by myself in isolation and be unafraid. Good, yeah. good on you, Wanda.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like so Agatha was taking advantage of Wanda's self-doubt. Like throughout this series, like Wanda yes. is just doubting herself. She didn't know how she did it, and she didn't know. Yeah, she and and Agatha called it out at some point. I can't remember what episode or when she said this, but she said, "You're so plagued by your own self doubt that you can't blah mm-hmm. blah 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 blah." Um, but then in the end, like Wanda has this incredible moment of. I don't know if she was tricking Agatha when she was saying, I'm not a witch. I don't know how I did this, all that stuff that she was saying. But then in the end she goes, I don't need you to tell me who I am. And then she turns into the Scarlet Witch and it's like, Oh, so amazing.
1: It's a great moment. And I was a little bit like, I even told Jennifer, like help me understand. Like, I know that moment was important. I'm not sure what Wanda was communicating when she said that. Um, it's a it's a really complicated moment in a way that I love because she's turning into, I think, someone who's ostensibly a villain, right?
2: Not yeah. necessarily, right? In a I
0: moment. think... I think... Uh, I, I'm not ready to call her a villain in that moment. I think that Mm-mm. probably what's... I think what's closer is to say... She's, um, she, 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 sixes give their autonomy away. Like that's part of their struggle. Yes. And in that moment, it's her going, I don't need somebody else to tell me who I am. Mm -hmm. I, I know who I am. She is
2: her authority. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I see that more as like, she's stepping into, you know, courage. Now, I think, I think we've got some long-term problems coming still very similar thematically, very similar actually to. WandaVision, which is I want to do something good, but I'm hurting people in the process. And I do Mm -hmm. think that's basically where the show leaves off. I think that basically she's going to go. She's going to learn all this stuff. She's going to try to find her kids and she's going to cause problems as a result. So so I think Mm -hmm. she's going to be a, what do they call Either she'll be like, they call them, what is it? Chaotic good. Like there are some characters and stories that are like, I'm I'm trying to remember what the, the literary term is, but yeah.
1: Yeah, chaotic. Yeah. Good, I yeah. think. Okay. Um, the 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 thing that throws a wrench into all that is the prophecy, though, right? How yes, valid? But she's like the prophecy says,
2: destroy the earth. Yeah,
1: yeah, and it, and so it it's like for I think that's why I thought she's turning into a villain is because for a, a long period of time in that finale they link those two things together: the, her identity as the Scarlet Witch and her fate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so. I'm a yeah, it's it, it's pretty clear that she doesn't want to do that. Um right. but it also feels inevitable that it will happen in a way like they really play that up in a way that makes it feel like her whole storyline is going to be trying to prevent that from happening and mm-hmm. it will either happen in an alternate universe or like whatever, you know, like some classic comic book way of preventing something that is fated from actually mm-hmm. happening. Um but it did strike me yeah. as, like, this playing into a, a what feels like a typical, and Jesse, maybe you have insight on this, but playing into, like, a, a, a typical six fear of, like, if I make a choice, if I make a choice about who I am and really lean into it, I will ruin everything, I think mm-hmm. is often something, a place where a six can go. For sure,
0: yeah, for sure, yeah. I think on the um, the notion that uh, what was the language in the show? She's going to what was the prediction? She's going to end the world, but what was it? What Destroy
2: was the, the the world.
0: Yeah, something like that. <laughs> something I think yeah. um, <laughs> so. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump to another series. So if you haven't seen this, uh, I won't say too much. But mm-hmm. there was um, in the early 2000s there was Battlestar Galactica. It was a reimagined version of it. It's some of the greatest storytelling in TV history. Like my wife hates this kind of stuff. That's her favorite show. It's fantastic, but there's a character in there and throughout the entire series, uh, they say that she is the harbinger of death and that's the prediction that's placed over her. And there's a wonderful twist on that that happens at the end. And Mm -hmm. I feel like they may pull some of the same playbook, like, like, uh, she will bring an end, but it's not at all in the way that we think. Like,
1: there's yeah. going to be a big twist to that. <clears throat> hmm. Can we talk about her treatment of the town and the way that she yeah. is grappling with it in her confrontation with Athe- Agatha and then the, the townspeople themselves? I wrote down yeah. this line. Um, you tied Westview to this twisted wor- world. Now one can't exist without the other. So, or you her tied family. your family. Yeah, you tied your family, family to this twisted world. Now, one can't exist without the other. Which I thought, like, there were several lines like that that just you could take them out of context and, um, and like they just work for sixes, right? Like they're very good. And there's this idea that like, um, I think like a a a, a six like trying to take care of them their family can go often over overboard in like this idea of fear and like creating safety and like th- the fact that this was set in the suburbs is obviously we've talked a little bit about this, but this is no accident um, and really came to a head in this.
0: Yeah. Even, even part of uh, Wanda's art in the final episode is she's at that precipice of like, coming to terms with who she is and what she's done. And she's Mm -hmm. a lot of her dialogue is about her fighting it and wrestling with it. So even in that moment where the townspeople come out of their trance, she's going, but I kept you safe. I took care of you. You're okay. So, and those are like the last gasps of breath. It's like, she's still like trying to convince herself, um, and, uh, and then of course, you know, what does she do in her grief? She chokes them. She like chokes yeah. all of them until, Oopsie. you know, to make them be quiet. And, um, <laughs> and, and so like, that's part of her final arc of, um, yeah, you know, she, I, I think in the very, very end of the episode, she comes to terms with it. She did not help or keep anybody safe, but no. I think that in that moment, she still really wants to believe I helped you.
2: It does seem like she didn't fully know how much she was torturing them because when they were saying, like, "We, when you let us sleep, we dream your nightmares. She was like, no, no, you don't. Like, she was either in denial or she just genuinely didn't know that she was making them feel all of her grief all the time and, like, trapping them in a prison of her sadness.
1: Yeah which is such a beautiful picture of beautiful beautiful in a dark way picture of like what a person can do to other people that that mm-hmm. rely on them like the the idea we dream your nightmares is just a really what good way of putting it when you get everyone in a like i i'm just to be clear i'm not talking about my wife but i've seen six personalities freak out entire communities or families with their agonizing over like what could go wrong, right yeah because mm-hmm. if
0: I love you, I make you scared of the right things,
1: yes, mm-hmm. yes, and uh, the idea of like waking up and realizing that was a really bad idea is um is really cool to yeah. see yeah
2: yeah
1: um I'll, one last line I just want to call out they'll never know what you sacrifice for them, just the yeah. classic six struggle oh, yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah
2: Just because she did she she sacrificed her family she did the right thing in yeah. the end and there definitely was a battle within her of if she was gonna do it or not like yeah. yeah yeah
0: yeah and as faithful as she was to her family and you know any any six man they are pack people like sixes are naturally mm-hmm. like this is my people i defend them to the end it's us you know you know protected from everybody else and the fact that she ultimately made the choice that was for the greater good and she Mm -hmm. was willing to sacrifice her pack you know to do that Mm -hmm. uh that it's a bigger sacrifice than other people even realize yeah
2: you guys i wept (laughs) i wept when she was saying goodbye to billy and tommy and vision like Mm -hmm. that i watched it i watched the episode the first time by myself and then i watched it with my parents and my throat hurt from like holding in my sobs because i didn't want (laughs) to sob in front of them
1: yeah 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 it was really it was a really effective scene and what was what was
0: really good too i think part of it is in in this storyline and i don't know if i'm getting ahead of you rich but part of the storyline is like this is a show about trauma and grief Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: part of it is that she never had a proper goodbye with yeah. the person that she loved and this show finally let her have closure yeah. um, mm-hmm. now at a story level they're leaving it open but at a character yeah. level uh, there's no denying she had closure and came to terms um, you know don't we all wish it could happen in two
1: or three weeks wouldn't that be nice if we could Yeah. Just yeah. let's talk about that let's do the, the this is mm-hmm. the segment I like to call the loyalist in grief um, a bit <laughs> <laughs> this is um this is what we're going to talk about. Like I I had a theory that I think was half right or partially right or whatever that was what is happening like early early on like maybe 2 3 episodes in I was like what is happening here is that Wanda has um has created for herself an, a place where she will go through the five stages of grief. Um, she is making that happen for herself psychically, essentially, in a, in a, in a mm. more concrete way than we all do, right? Um, and so she is playing out the five stages of grief. And um, I saw, like, a random video on Twitter about this, but I also think just it it's pretty self-evident that, like, every episode is essentially a stage of grief. That first episode is really clearly denial, Um yeah. Okay. And so then, I was
0: going to say that. So, so the five stages are. Do you know? Do you know?
1: Uh, deny. Den. den- uh, I'm going to look them up. Denial.
0: Oh, no, I got it. I got it right one. here. Denial. Anger. anger. Bargaining. Depression. And acceptance.
1: Right. So denial, and then anger was. Um. I don't know if the episodes line up, but you definitely see it sort of line up in the story. So, anger is when she was just mad at anyone encroaching, which would be, um, what's her name? The lady with the glowy oh, eyes. Yeah
2: yes um Monica, but even in the halloween
1: episode she
0: geraldine she like vision she didn't want vision to be around she was fine with it she was just like go away like
1: yeah you know yeah so there,
0: she was pretty mad that most of the halloween episode
1: yeah that's true um and
0: then in and then the, the modern family episode she was pretty depressed
1: depression yeah depression yes um, when she was first meets the the real people in real life, I think that's bargaining. She's kind of just like wrestling with them over like, let's just leave me alone, okay? Like this I is also gonna be fun.
2: I think Agatha like put her in a place of bargaining because Agatha was like Yeah, just let me have your power and you can stay here and you can live this life. For the rest of yeah. your life, I
1: think it's noteworthy though that she doesn't really entertain any of those options. She
2: doesn't, yeah, because I
1: think she's past that now. Like, I think at that moment she has moved past the bargaining stage. Yeah. If Agatha yeah. could have pulled that off a little earlier, I think it w- probably would have worked. But after like losing vision and being honest with him about things, mm-hmm. like, and it's really like I'm genuinely impressed with the caveat that we're talking about a zero 이러- superhero. Mm-hmm. tv show so obviously there are better shows out there about grief and and stuff but like i am really impressed with the the nuanced way in which they handle her journey through grief yeah um, i think the question for me is is there anything particularly six-ish, sixish about the way that she moves through grief outside of i guess what we've already talked about
0: well, I do think, I mean, literally, you know, we've talked about this, but the the, the creation of the hex itself and the mm-hmm. notion of, I mean, she didn't understand what she was doing, but in some ways, again, like, you stress a six out enough, and if they're unhealthy enough, they just take charge. And yes. this is like that yeah. at the extreme. Like-
2: yeah, she created a space where she was... They were safe, or she thought that they were safe. From No one from the outside could get in. She was completely in control. She, like, created this safe, comfortable reality for them to live in.
0: Yeah. She reached a place, though, where the cost of safety became too much. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's when the character began to change. Like, this idol of safety is not enough it's doing too much damage. There's got to be something more than safety.
1: Yeah. I think what's really interesting as I think about it is that this is really a case study of what happens when the worst case scenario actually happens to a 6 Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I think one of the things, like I, like, people have been thinking about from the beginning is, like juana has been through a lot of trauma, and they really mm-hmm. delve into that in that next to last episode, right? Mm-hmm. Where she's given a little tour of her past. And we're really it's we're slapped over the face with that at that mm-hmm. point. But even before then, we're sort of seeing the impact of how I, I don't know, like how a six responds to literally the it, over not just once, but over and over again in mm-hmm. her life. The worst thing happens. <laughs>
2: oh yeah
0: yeah so when we tell a six like why are you worried about that that's not going to happen yeah Mm -hmm. her answer is it uh, actually uh... has and will (laughs) yes it has and it will
2: yep that's
0: wow so so, yeah so i think uh i think in particular i I think that uh yeah she um are we going to acknowledge like the line of the whole show yeah a classic line um what is grief if mm. not love, persevering.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean,
0: the line of the whole show that mm-hmm. that was yeah. ground zero. It was uh, what an exceptionally well written line and so well delivered.
2: Yeah, it was such a beautiful moment. Like you could really see why they fell in love, like and yeah. the connection that
1: they had. Who did she fall in love with? Vision. That brings vision. us to our next segment. Let's type the vision in that thing. <laughs>
2: I am going back to thinking he's a five. I stand Wait, by was it. Was that ever in question? Well, Jesse was saying maybe one because he could pick up the hammer or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I did say that. I mean, I, he
2: is very virtuous and like concerned with the right thing. But man, he fought White Vision with philosophy in a <laughs> library. So it was amazing. What okay, great. Scene. This
1: is my favorite line in the whole. Uh, In the whole series is... Crap, I lost it. Oh yeah, I request elaboration.
2: Yes! (laughs) So good!
1: Never has a more five-line been written. Yeah, he
2: was like, am I the true vision, though? Oh, gosh.
1: That was was just an incredible scene.
2: It was. It was brilliant. I was just delighted when that's how it
1: was happening. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I I thought that that scene was... Fantastic.
1: And Mm -hmm. paired up with, like, the very, like, chaotic battle scene happening with Wanda and Agatha, it's just, like, a really fun contrast of, like, here's what happens when a six and whatever Agatha is fight, and here's what Mm -hmm. happens when two fives fight. They just go, uh, have you ever thought about this? (laughs) Thought
2: experiment. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Have you ever considered the ship of this, uh, what is it, of Theseus? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, the ship uh... of Theseus yeah I thought it was uh, I thought it was excellent and um, uh, yeah and I love the setting. I thought that the fact that it was it was physical fight, physical fight and then no let's appeal to logic and do it in a library <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but but here was the other thing the more the enlightened five, what did he really activate inside of the unenlightened five? He activated memories and emotion. Uh, like
2: uh,
0: it, it, he didn't. They, he was not content to leave him at logic. Yes. He recognized logic is just the gateway to get you into the better stuff. And yeah. so the enlightened vision set him free. You know by inviting him into, you know his emotions and his memories, his attachment.
2: Mm-hmm. You know because a lot of
0: fives struggle with detachment, and uh, yeah, and then they turn into killer monsters that robot monsters that fly in the sky
1: don't mm-hmm. they all
0: you don't want to do that
1: <laughs> yep um last segment because i know you gotta go soon jesse let's uh and i don't want to miss this let's type the agatha in that thing
2: yes um,
1: sing the song rich go oh uh, agatha all along that good. That that's good that's all i know that's the only uh-huh. part i know yeah um beth bethany you sing the song
0: except except say enneagram all along Do that version.
1: It was
2: Enneagram all (laughs) along.
1: (laughs) Okay, so what was Agatha all along? I have a theory. I'd love to hear that. So
2: we couldn't, yeah, we couldn't type her before because we didn't know who she was. Mm -hmm. She was Agnes. She was a tricky trickster. Yep. I think that Agatha is a one. I think she is. She thinks she's the only one who's right. Yeah. She's almost offended at Wanda's use of chaos magic. Like, and she thinks that Wanda is not deserving of that magic because she doesn't know how to use it. She doesn't know what she's doing. It's random. It's uncontrolled. And she's trying to convince her to give her her power because she deserves it and she knows what to do with it. She was like, you don't know what you're doing. Give it to someone who knows (laughs) how to use it correctly.
0: Yeah. Are you saying she's envious? Are you saying she's a four? No. Wait,
2: Rich, did you just find
1: your four? Oh, that would be amazing. Because I actually don't see her as much of a villain. Like, she seems like she's trying to stop Wanda from doing something bad. um, Kind of. Yes.
2: Someone... Someone... I've seen call her like a chaotic good yeah. character yeah. because I mean she is evil like she is. She was like <laughs> She was choking kids. Choking kids. Okay, yeah. Okay, but wasn't Wanda but choking kids? But what she is trying she to doing do
1: stuff.
2: Yes, but she yeah, she is trying to I don't know, she's not trying to help Wanda necessarily. I don't know. I just feel like her whole thing was like, you're not doing it right. And yeah. I could do it right. So just give me your power. That does I think,
1: sound real for though. I, I think
0: that, I think that, you know, if I, and I don't know how you all feel about this. I did. I've watched the episode twice. I did walk away at the end, a little unclear of exactly what Agatha's ambitions and desires were. Same. Yeah. Like I, it felt like the brilliance mm-hmm. of, Of Thanos as a character is he thinks he's doing good and you very much understand his rationale it's just Mm -hmm. insane Mm -hmm. Uh, with Agatha I got to the end and went is it that she desired like she, she desires as much power as she can get is it that she's trying to stop the Scarlet Witch is it that She's just doing what she does, which is she absorbs other witches' powers. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out if it was just the classic, like, you know, evil person wants more power scenario. Or, like, I, her her ambitions felt unclear to me.
1: Yeah, it's either it's either unclear in the show or it's really complicated to the point where I can't fully play it out in my head. Because I, I do think we get some hints in her, like, backstory in terms of, like, her like it doesn't seem like she was treated fairly by by the people who were trying to kill her, and she was basically just protecting herself, and that left her with some unchecked trauma at that point. Uh I don't see it that way. <laughs> what do you what say say more about that?
2: Well, because so we don't know the whole story of what happened, but she like broke the rules somehow. She broke the rules of their Kevin. She was trying to learn things she wasn't supposed to or something.
0: Okay. She was was too young to learn the knowledge she was. She was not responsible enough yet to wield what she, and and that proved to be true.
1: So maybe she's like a three or something. Maybe her problem is ambition. Or a four in that respect, like a four wing three maybe. Um, When you talk about Bethany, when you talk about her being envious of Wanda, that actually makes me think four. Because I just hardcore relate to this. You are not as good at this as me. Let me do it. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? That's a thing I feel every day of every week.
2: I didn't even think of it as envy. I thought of it as you're doing it wrong. You Mm. just don't know what the right way to do it is. So let me do it. Give yeah. your power to someone who knows how to use it.
1: Do yeah. what, though? And um, see, that's,
0: there's, that's the storytelling problem. That, that's yeah. the problem where I got to the end and I just kind of went, I really liked her character. Her ambition felt unclear. What was her end game? Where was she? What was she trying to accomplish? I
2: don't know if she thought that she could become a Nexus being if she took all of Wanda's power probably i don't know if that's how it works but
1: well like if she thought that
2: she could create realities if she had wanda's power maybe she thought she could bring people back from the dead there were some moments where she was particularly interested in wanda potentially bringing someone back from the dead yeah um yeah, In know.
0: retrospect, I think that that line, it was the moment that they found out that she had killed the dog.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I think that that scene was uh, more about Agatha was still trying to figure out the nature of her pow- of, of uh, Wanda's powers.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think
0: that that was a moment where she went, whoa, whoa, whoa. She can do what? Like It was like, that's next level. And I think that that's where her suspicions of who Wanda really was went up a notch. And so, uh, I used to think that. uh, Yeah, I mean, even yesterday, I was thinking, I think it has something to do with bringing somebody back from the dead. I'm not sure about that anymore. I think it was more. But yeah, yeah, I would love to hear what people think her real motives are. You know, Mm Agatha. Do we think
1: we will hear from Agatha again? Will she be back?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think so for sure. I do think because I do think she'll reach a point. I think Wanda will reach a point where uh, she she can't pull it off. I think there's some things that are gonna get away from her. And mm-hmm. I think at some point she's gonna need she's gonna need some training. So I think what she'll do. She'll be a teammate. Shape, yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe
1: so. I'm excited about that. I I, I I think Agatha's a four. That's just my opinion. Um but Bethany, you're on record as one. Is that how you feel? Yeah. And Jesse, your big question mark.
0: I go back and forth between uh four She's got that a lot of three, a lot of four, and a lot of eight. So it's kind of somewhere yeah. in that mix. I do see the one stuff for sure, but I don't see it from like a moral compass sort of way. Right. I see it no. more as like a, I, yeah. Craft. I think I, I sense more of the envy more than I do of the like. Re, she's resentful, but the, even the resentment is in service of her envy. You so
1: um, the one thing that made me think eight was just her her fate, which is. She's being controlled, <laughs> and that's like the worst. If you think of the worst mm. fate for an eight, that would be totally. It. Um, so yeah, it, yeah. Ma- that made me think maybe she's an eight, and that would <laughs> yeah. leave her like really frustrated that that happened to her enough to where she comes out with a little bit more of a vengeance. Yeah. Um, or,
0: well, or or a four is tortured man. You put a four in the suburbs in cute little outfits from the mall. That's <laughs> like, yeah. personal hell. Especially, that's I mean, a really good point. we all saw what she looks like when she's not, you know, restrained. And she looks like, you know, the four that we all knew in high school. Like, that's you know, right.
1: so. she looks awesome. Um, OK, well, last segment is rate that show from one to nine. Is that what we call it? I don't remember what we call it. But anyway, that's yeah. our segment. So let's uh, let's write it. Uh, Jesse, what do you think?
0: Um, I think uh I think as a whole, at a storytelling level uh, with uh, the way that they built up the ethos, the mystery of it, the fact that you get to the end and it only the movie makes, I mean, the show makes sense in reverse. I think at a storytelling very, very compelling. So I yeah. give it a, a seven. I would have given it a higher score if they had delivered like you cannot set up that many, Mm. Uh, potential things and give us none of them. You have to give us yeah. at least one of them. And so I did not, I don't like being yanked around like that only to have no payoff. And so, you know, it would have been an eight, but there's there's where we are. Seven.
1: Uh, B- Bethany? I'm going
2: to give it an eight and a half Ooh, out of nine. That's yeah. a near
1: perfect score. It is. An I'm... I'm sorry, that's an eight wing nine. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: Perfect. I'm giving it an eight wing nine stars. um, And I'm only going to take off a half a point for that same reason of them setting up things that they didn't deliver on. But I loved this show. Like yeah. it might be my favorite show I've ever watched. And I've watched other amazing shows with incredible storytelling, but I think something about this being Marvel, which I already loved so much and i I love Wanda, like I love the Scarlet, which I always have, yeah, and so I just I loved it, and I already can't wait to rewatch it and like whenever episode ended, well, not the first couple ones, but I immediately wanted to rewatch them so
1: yeah. i'm gonna go a Uh, which is basically just my attempt to be different than both of you. Uh, (laughs) I I there's there's something about the snobbery of like there are better things out there that keeps me from doing eight and a half or nine. But I think this is one of the greatest superhero things. I've mm-hmm. ever seen, and I think one of the things that makes it so great in my eyes is just the creativity and the experimentation that's happening in the show, and that they pulled it off in a largely, like, coherent, um, like, complete way, and they did all of this while d- keeping all of the b- balls in there they need to juggle in order to, like, fit in with everything that happened in the outside universe This continues to be my favorite thing about the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that it is simply unprecedented, Mm -hmm. and that it is just like an incredible collaborative feat. Um, That people's like there are so many complaints about the, the the Marvel Universe as being like this cookie cutter superhero story thing. The reality is, if you compare it to like you know, the series of Superman movies or whatever, Mm -hmm. not just in terms of quality, but in terms of, like, what they allow to happen under that umbrella. It's wildly divergent. Mm -hmm. Every movie is wildly different. Yes, they're all superhero movies. Yes, they all start have the same basic arc in terms of, like, something goes wrong and then they fight and it's better in the end. But Mm -hmm. the, the... First, that doesn't happen in this series, which is really interesting. But second... um. I think it's just really hard to pull off different stories in that way. Um, and so I, I I just loved it. I, I'm a big fan. And it's got me pretty excited in a way that's probably going to leave me disappointed about Bucky and Falcon or whatever the heck that thing <laughs> is called. Falcon um, and
2: the Winter Soldier. There's the no, like, real reason to called, be
1: excited it's, it's about It's actually called
0: uh, Bucky and Birdie is what it's called.
2: <laughs> <laughs> With that yeah. show um, – from my perspective, I don't even care what the plot is. Yeah. Um, it's fine. I'll watch it. <laughs> right. And I will enjoy it. It doesn't even have to have a plot, to be honest.
1: It helps that I'll be watching with my kids. Um, and so that, that, you know, you'll watch a lot of stuff with your kids that you wouldn't watch otherwise. And it's fun. And you share the experience. But I'm hoping they push it in an unexpected direction. Um,
0: I, yeah. Because I, I think the thing is this. I think that one of the things that why are we all talking about WandaVision? We are talking about the plot and we are talking about, you know, you know, this happened, this happened. But WandaVision did a really great job of bringing, um, like, a deeper level of psychology and philosophy into Mm -hmm. the MCU that's like, uh, and, and, you know, they hit it at this, you know, Infinity War and Endgame touched on some of those themes as Mm -hmm. well, you know. um, So anyway, it's shown up before, but, like, you know, that's what's gonna be hard to repeat. I think that great storytelling and action that's that's great, but what really made this show work was the deeper psychological and philosophical, you know, underpinnings.
1: Well, yeah. to that point, like one of the things I love about the universe in general is that every movie really takes on the personality of that character. Mm-hmm. Um like and and that at least later in the in the yeah. series, right? Like, I think we've seen that they have learned that is the, the, the approach. And I'm excited because WandaVision is the first show and they could have phoned it in a little bit and they didn't. I'm nervous as to whether the other show is like on the same page in, in that respect. And I'm also nervous as like, are these two characters the most boring possible characters you could find in the Marvel universe? Um, the answer is yeah. possibly yes. I mean, they're not tremendously interesting to me. But mm-hmm. I've felt that way about other characters and been wrong, right? And I think fundamentally, like, you know, in the world, there are no boring people. they are just people you don't know very well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I think the more we get to know these people, maybe they get more interesting. As soon as we can type them, we'll be invested. That's what I'm trying to <laughs>
2: <so>. say. <laughs> I also have to say... We got another superhero in WandaVision. We got Photon. What? Monica. Monica Rambo. Oh, yeah. She's Photon. Yeah. That's her name. She's awesome. Yes. (laughs) I love her. And I still think she's an eight.
1: Yeah. I'm into her for real. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I agree. I think she's an eight as well. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Well, yeah.
1: Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, Have a great week. We'll be back next week. Uh, but with another show to the about an idiom watch party. Boop, boop. Wow. All right. This
0: is an Area Code podcast.